This episode is brought to you by Premier Ridge Capital. Your path to financial freedom and stability through multifamily syndications begins with Premier Ridge Capital. Visit our website at www.premierridgecapital.com and sign up for our newsletter and get your free ebook today. Learn the secrets of multifamily investing and how Premier Ridge Capital can be your partner in achieving financial peace of mind. Today I have Gogo. Bethke and Gogo Bethke came from Romania in 2003 to build the American dream. By process of elimination, after trying to work in a data entry in, in a warehouse, sales rep in a jewelry store, restaurant, food, safety auditor to stay at home mom, two waitress. One day her neighbor said she should be a realtor. And uh, today she works with EXP Realty and she has over a thousand plus agents on the, on her team and is growing nationwide and internationally. And in 2020, she decided to create a bootcamp to share everything she's learned about building a team. And uh, she's going to talk about that later at the end here about her bootcamp. She's top 125 most influential people as per Success Magazine in 2022, ranked number 16 on the top 100 realtors on Instagram in the U.S. in 2020 and voted top real estate agent on social media in Detroit, Michigan in 2020, where she's from there. Beth Keith, welcome and thank you for coming. I've uh, been wanting to have you on for a while now. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we tried to uh, coordinate, but I think later we're also going to talk about how do I manage it all, right? And that's the reason why we had to reschedule. That's that's right. Time. That's right. That's right. So, so Bethy, tell us a little bit more about yourself. I know I, I, I gave I, I gave your intro and oftentimes I miss a lot of things. Is there anything I miss? Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit more about you? Tell us about that that start, right, coming from Romania. Yeah, so Batki is my husband's last name. Gogo is the first name that I go by here. So pretty much everybody in the industry knows me as Gogo, right? Uh, my real name, though, actually is Gyungvir. I'm Hungarian from Romania, Transylvania. I was born and raised there. I lived there until I was 21. Then I got a great idea. I'm coming to the U.S. because I saw an Eddie Murphy movie, uh, 48 Hours by Eddie Murphy. Not coming to America. Everybody thinks coming to America. No, it was 48 Hours by Eddie Murphy. And I thought I that... that one. I thought that he was the funniest human I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, I was eight years old. Communism just ended in Romania. And my dad came home with a color TV and a, and a VCR player and a, and a VCR, the 48 Hours of Daddy Murphy. That was the first time I've ever seen a black person. I didn't even know they existed because we don't have it in Romania. And when you have communism, it's like you live in a box with the lid on. Like you have no access to the Western world. There's no Western television, no Western books, magazines, nothing. Like you literally live with a little in a shoebox of the lid on, right? So when my dad put that in and I started watching it, he just seemed so happy. And I thought as an eight-year-old, I was not happy in communism in Romania. So I thought, I'm going to go where that man is at. Like, I thought he was happy because of where he was at, right? So fast forward, we're 21 years of age. Um, the only really three options to come to the U.S. and to, to get a visa, because you have to get a visa as a Romanian, was to come as an au pair or a living nanny go work on a cruise ship or work on an oil rig. I applied mm -hmm. for all three and I got all three. <laughs> Thank oh. God. Could you imagine me on an oil rig in the middle of the ocean? I was just going to say that. I can't see you in an oil rig, but, you know, that's what achievers do. Do whatever it takes. Like, whatever it takes. Like, if that's going to bring me to America, I'm going to work on an oil rig. Right? Thank God that God doesn't answer all of our prayers because some are really bad. Um, so I got the first job that I got was the au pair job. So I accepted it and I came to the U.S. as an au pair, a living nanny. 
<clears throat> that was back in 2003, January 20th. I touched U.S. soil and somebody let me in. They were crazy enough <laughs> to uh, let me in. I love this country. I absolutely love this country. And uh, I met my husband on March 17th, so a little less than two months um, after I arrived here in a bar. And, uh, you know, when you know, we hit it off. Two months later, I was moved in. Two months after that, we were married. So on March 17th this year, it's going to be 20 years. Awesome. Congratulations. Um, thank you that we met each other. We have two boys. I didn't start real estate. So I came in 2003. I did all of those odd jobs, and I didn't start real estate until 2011. It wasn't even my idea. It was my neighbor's idea, but I'm the sorest loser you'll ever meet. So if I'm doing something, you can expect my name on the top of the list. Awesome. That's that achiever's curse, right? As we, as we all know it to be, that achiever's mindset, we don't stop. So I want to I go back a little bit because you touched on something which is uh, interesting to me. You saw a black person for the first time on TV. I wonder, what was that like for you? What was, what was that experience for you? I, I often wonder about that, right, in countries that don't see people of color. And that yeah. must be an interesting. What did you think? When you first saw Eddie Murphy, and Eddie Murphy is funny as heck in that movie. I used to love I love I'm that movie. Hoping, I'm still waiting. You know the six degrees of separation? Mm-hmm. Somebody knows know somebody so knows somebody who knows Eddie uh-huh. Murphy. I'm still waiting for my moment when I'm gonna meet that man. Are you gonna I, meet know, him? I know I'm gonna meet him. You're gonna be um, starstruck, huh? I mean, it was like seeing I don't know, like have you ever do you have a moment in your life when you realize something exists or that you realize there's something that exists in the world and all this time went by and you didn't know it existed? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like that. I was like, what is that? What, what? There are people that are dark out there. Like, the darkest we see in Romania is a gypsy. And they are just like a darker brown. You know what I mean? Like, I've never, I've, I didn't know they existed. Wow. And I found it fascinating. Outstanding, outstanding. Um, let's talk about that neighbor. How did that neighbor, and how did that come about? I mean, here we here we are, here we are, this, this, this lady from Romania doesn't obviously doesn't speak the language English language right and she, okay, she's, by that time by that time I was here for eight years mm-hmm. I mean I had a bad accent right mm-hmm. but I spoke English I was a stay-at-home mom and she was our neighbor mm-hmm. and I remember the conversation like it was yesterday I was on the driveway with the boys and they were like riding bikes and whatever doing what boys do in the driveway and I was just out there with them and she was walking by with her dog and she said hey go go I think you would be a great realtor. I already talked to the broker at Real Estate One. You should go and interview them and get your real estate license. She's like, you're so social. You know everybody. Yeah, Facebook. I think you would make a great realtor. And I was like, what a good idea. Because I was watching HGTV all day long. Like, they made it look so simple. Got it. Got it. So so now you became a realtor. Then what happened? So tell us that story. I sold millions right away and made multi-million dollars easy and that's his history. Yeah, so. okay, sure. <laughs> you, you know, I know better than that. None of that happened. Um, I made $16,000 in my first year. Pretty much doubled my income every single year, right? But the first year I made $16,000. I probably paid more on gas and fees than how much money I actually made. Right. But in real estate, there isn't really training. Like we get in Michigan, we get 40 hours, right? And you're good to go to sell people's biggest asset. We don't learn about title. We don't learn about appraisals. We don't learn about paperwork. We don't learn the actual process of selling a house, right? We learn the philosophy of real estate and the rules and regulations, but that's about it. So when I came out, I 
I just need to know. I need to understand things. I don't like to not understand things, right? So then I went into the top producer's office, every single person in our office, and I said, can I just sit here and listen to your calls? What do you do? How did you get to where you're at? What is your schedule? Like? Show me your calendar. Can I, like literally people would leave on an appointment and I would run after them and jump in their car. I wouldn't even ask them if I can go with them or not, right? I would just jump in their car. I'd be like, I'll just be a wallflower. You wouldn't even know I'm here, right? So I did my my research. And then I realized all of the things that they did that I couldn't do, couldn't afford, or wasn't willing to. So that couldn't do, the first one was like, I am not door knocking. I'm five foot two, little blonde, not happening, right? The cold calling, my name is Gogo and I have an accent. Wrong one, it had a number, right? So I went through all of these things. And then the Zillow leads, that's just against my religion. Like I never understood the concept of, okay, all these hardworking realtors are going to get the listing. They're going to feed it into their MLS. The MLS is going to feed it to Zillow. Zillow is going to generate leads and then sell it back to you on your own listings. Well, then just take your own listing, do a Facebook ad and get your own leads and not give a third-party company 30% of your commission or whatever else they charge you on top of mm-hmm. it, right? So I just never done the whole leads thing. The whole Zillow thing was against my like core being. Um, so then I had to figure out how am I going to make a name for myself because all of these things that I wasn't willing to do or couldn't afford, like mailers, and Zillow. And uh, that kind of just left me with Facebook because I also didn't have a sphere. So it wasn't like, oh, I'll just hit up my cousins or my college friends. Like I, I have none of those. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was like, well, who is my target audience is strangers. And where are strangers on Facebook? So I created Google's Real Estate on Facebook and I just posted, 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 posted until everybody and their mother knew who I am and what I do for a living. And um Rest is history. Pretty much everything I do today and all of my companies are uh, marketed off of social media marketing, most of the time organically. That's amazing. So I want to touch on that because you have a big following on social media. You have a big name on social media. So how? So this is a real estate investing podcast for most for the most part. I got two questions. Number one is, so maybe there's an investor out there, right, um, that is starting in business, right, or starting and they want to build this marketing. Marketing is marketing. And maybe they're you. They have a bad act. They don't. They don't have an accent, right? Cold calling. They hate it, right? Um, they're not knocking on doors because maybe they're a female or or they're like, ah, I live in a rural area. I can't do that. Like, it's just not possible. It's possible, but it's just not feasible. Um, and they have all of those, yeah, um, all of those things. How would someone like that get started on social media to build what you've built? I mean, you have a thousand plus agents. Is that how you've built them? How you built that group? So I have these books here. I don't know if you can see them, but I have nine. I can't hold my computer now, but I have nine nine different companies. They all built off of social media. So everything I do is or through organic social media marketing or some advertising social media marketing, right? Everything I would like people to do at first is the organic part. That is your sweat and tears. That is your time, your effort put in into marketing yourself. It's very simple. Do your investor people would have one of these? Phone? A smartphone, yes. Okay. So if they have one of these, they have everything it takes to have a social media presence. They would download a couple apps like TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. That's it. You create one content and then you plaster it everywhere. So I have virtual assistants for that. I create all the content, right? Because I did build a brand around myself and my thought process and my systems, right? But... I post it on Instagram. That's my home base. So if you have a home base like yours is Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever, right? Your YouTube, you said. 
So if you, that's your home base, you post it there, but then your virtual assistant can take it and plaster it everywhere on your behalf. I don't read DMs unless it's on Instagram. I haven't read an email. I couldn't tell you when. So for all that, I have virtual assistants. I do one content and then plaster it everywhere. So you could, your people could easily do that. When I started out originally, people were like, even I was like, well, why? I don't really have the knowledge. What am I going to talk about? Like I'm brand new, right? I'm just learning. Whatever you learn today, hmm. right? That's why I always, so then um, I used to do this, never eat alone. If I can give you that tip, never eat alone or, or um, SSS, which is Sunday system for success. So every Sunday I would sit down and I would fill in my calendar for Monday to Friday, a coffee and a lunch. And that's the rule of never eat alone, right? So what that means is that I'm going to invite somebody out for lunch that usually what I did, coffee was personal meetings and lunch was business meetings. So coffee personal meeting would be the people that are going to buy or sell a house with me or rent, right? Like those are the, the, the people that the yoga teacher and the kid's mom that I met at drop off and the book club and these people to actually form a relationship with. Those are more on the personal side. Lunches were attorneys, title companies, uh, appraisers, inspectors, another realtor, anything business related that I needed to learn something about. Right. So in the morning, I grew my CRM, so sad. And lunchtime, I grew my brain, my knowledge, because the smarter you get, the more you get paid. And at one point, you become right. replaceable. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would do that. When you do the lunches with these people of the business lunches, right, you are going to learn something that will, that will give you content. So then right after the lunch, just before you drive home in the car, you shoot a quick little video and you talk about, hey, guess what, guys? This is what I learned today. I did not know that. Did you know this about blah, blah, blah? People are curious. When you start with the question, they're like, no, what, what, what do you mean? Do I know that? Let me see, right? And then they're going to watch your video. And the more you are doing this type of stuff, the more, as soon as the information comes out of your mouth, it automatically makes you an expert. Great tip. Great, great, great tip. Never eat alone. Never eat alone. I got that. Go, go. How does one go from someone's listening out there, maybe they're a brand new agent, Right. Um, maybe they're just starting in business. What advice would you give to maybe a mom like yourself, right? Uh, you, you were you were a mom and your husband was working and kind of the roles have shifted and you can share a little bit about that. And how do you, how does a, a person just starting brand spanking new in your business or in business, what do you recommend that they do to to build a team to what you've built? I mean that that's some big that's some big accomplishment. I com- I commend and congratulate you for that. That's a big big feat which you've done. So you've done something really impressive. So how does one do that? Where where does one start? What's the first thing that they should do? What's the second thing and what's the third thing? Let's take a quick break. Before we dive back into our conversation, let me share something truly transformative with you. Picture this. I've personally created wealth through real estate investing, and now I want to show you exactly how I did it. Introducing the 60-Day Deal Finder, the game-changing online course designed to revolutionize your approach to real estate investing. In this dynamic program, you'll learn battle-tested strategies to uncover high-yielding opportunities insider tips on negotiating and confidently closing deals, a step-by-step roadmap to help you build your real estate empire in just 60 days. And here's the kicker. I'll be revealing the exact methods that help me create wealth through real estate. 
But that's not all. Enroll today and get an exclusive deal just for our podcast listeners. Use the coupon code WEALTHYAF at checkout and get 20% off your purchase. Stop dreaming and start doing. Your journey to financial freedom begins with the 60-Day Deal Finder course. Head over to martinreimastery.com. That's martinreimastery.com. And let's build wealth together. So I'm not, I don't want to assume that they all would want to build a team. It's not for everybody. Right? Mm-hmm. Real estate, as I like to say, it, real estate will chew you up and spit you out by noon. Real estate is a tough field. Right. So I would want to make sure that they want to stay in it. I would want to make sure that they can produce and learn how to fish for themselves and put food on the table. Right. So first, I would want them in production. Right. I wouldn't do agent attraction necessarily right at first to build a team because you don't really know what you don't know. Like, how can you build a team? What what are you going to provide them when you don't even have your systems and processes in place and you don't know how to lead generate enough to have enough for yourself and then share with your team members? Mm -hmm. Right. First, I would want them to learn production. Um, with that, I would do exactly what I just told you. I would tell all of my agents, coffee and lunches, right? Every single day. That's your, um, you know, never eat alone system. So in the mornings, they are going to get their potential clients, right? That's the cousin. That's the anybody that you know, the college friends that you haven't seen in a long time. That's your morning coffee. And then lunchtime is all the appraisers, you know, contractors, all of those things, the lenders, the title companies, the attorneys that you can learn something from to get smarter, right? So the same exact thing applies to everybody. I tell people all the time, show me your calendar, I'll show you a bank account. Mm-hmm. If you're busy because you're on a treadmill and you're running, you're definitely busy, right? But you don't have a destination, you're busy going nowhere, mm-hmm. right? So what I like to do is, is we have this spreadsheet. And if you go into my Instagram account and you go click the link in my bio, it's going to take you to my website. On there, there's another link that's called links. I want you to go there and get my list that's called my greatness tracker. Go ahead so, and give your Instagram right now for the listeners, just in case they don't. So, yeah, it's Gogo's Real Estate. So it's G-O-G-O-S, Gogo's Real Estate. Um, so click the link in my bio, takes you to my website, click links again, and under find the greatness tracker, the greatness tracker, you're going to take a clipboard You take the greatness tracker. I would do it. It takes 90 days to create new habits and use it's kind of self-explanatory on there. It's how many coffee meetings you had, how many lunches, how many times you broke bread, how many events you went to, how many handwritten notes you sent out, how many emails, how many follow-up calls, how many, how many, how many, right? It will teach you to get into the habit of doing the same thing over and over again. And then it tracks how many leads you get in the end of the week. And it pretty much guarantees, I can't say guarantee, right? But it pretty much guarantees that if you do all that, you should have a minimum of three leads every single week. If you do three leads every single week, you have 12 a month. If you have 12 a month, even if you have a a quarter closing rate, right? You are going to close three. You're going to close some deals. You're going to close six, right? An average commission is nine grand. If you close four of those... You're you're living good in a month. Yeah, I, I would do that, and then also as a brand new agent, I would put myself in front of the potential clients. So I would hold hold as many open houses as I possibly could. So I would do every Saturday and Sunday, sometimes two on a Saturday and two on a Sunday. And if I could, I would hold an open house on a Tuesday or Thursday. I don't care if you as the listing agent not holding it open. Please give it to me, even if I just get one buyer. It's nine thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Smart. Right? Please and thank you. So that's my, but I, most agents will not do all that. Well, that's yeah. because you have that, you, you know, and there's something about the, um, also where you come from, right? You have that grit, you come 
you you said it's in your bio for you come chasing the American dream, you're going to get the American dream, right? And um, a lot of us in our in this country, we get comfortable because we have so much. We don't realize how much we have until you travel to another country and you don't have it. You know, I was born here by the grace of God. My mom came pregnant here with me and she sent me back to the Dominican Republic. And we were so poor, we didn't have, I was the kid you would see on TV without shoes and his underwears and without a shirt running around. We didn't have running water in the house. We had to go a block away to pick, to get water to flush the toilet throughout the day. So when you when you grow up and you see that, of course, I didn't know I was poor. I know today, like, holy shit, I was really, we were really poor. Like, you know, you know, when you're poor, you don't realize it. Like, you're going through it. You're like, this is normal. This is, we're all here. Like, it's just normal. We're just having fun. But now as an adult, I'm like, wow, that, like, we were really, really poor. Um, so it's when you, when I you look at uh, that as a blessing, right? Having mm-hmm. that experience and, and spending the first eight years of my life in communism, I thank the Lord that that happened to me because I have contrast. Mm-hmm. I know how bad it could be, right? And I will never, over my dead body, will this country get to communism. So I'll be front and central. I'm so I'll glad be, you brought the topic up. Myself. I'm so glad you brought the topic up because I wanted to, I want to touch on that. So I posted a video on on my YouTube not too long ago, and I was talking about I don't remember I was I was um, I was talking about like you need to learn the skill of. Flipping houses. I was saying, hey, you need to learn this skill. It's an, it's an important skill. I was making, I was, re- I was making a statement of, hey, for the average American that learns that skill, learn how to find a good deal, learn how to fix it, learn not fix himself, but learn how to put the deal together, fix it, and make fifty, sixty thousand dollars in one flip a year extra. You keep your job. You do this part time. You do that one time a year. That you and I both know, Gogo. That's life changing for most American families. Life. I that's. Think- I think a household income in the U.S. is sixty-four thousand dollars. Last time I checked, I don't know if yep, it changed. Yep, that's about right. Yep, like that's one year. Two people work. Yep. one year for that full time. time. So one flip makes you sixty thousand. It's life changing, right? It's life take. You can now take vacations. You can pay your credit card. You can pay off your house in a few years. You can say, "Hey, I'm gonna take that money and just get rid of this mortgage." It's life changing. So someone on the internet world decided to comment and say. That it's people like you and I, capitalists, right, that are pushing inflation. And why am I saying that to people? And I'm like, hey, dude, you don't it's 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 capitalism that got a kid like me out of poverty into where I am today. And I'm grateful for it. If you don't like America and you don't like the way we do things, go move to Cuba, brother. Go move to Cuba. See if you like it there. Right. So tell us about that. Tell us about the wonderful things that we have from your perspective, having lived in a communist country, which I'm so glad I have you here because I never had someone that's actually lived in a communist state like that. Well, mind you, I was a child. Right? You was a I child, but you, that. but your parents, you still talk to your dad or your mom, and like you can oh, you yeah. have these discussions about like, hey, how? And is, I always is... joke and say, you can't take the girl out of communism, you can't take communism out of the girl, right? Meaning that I was too young for that to really form the basis of my thinking, right? But my parents lived 20, 30 years of their life in communism, right? So for them, it was the foundation. It was their youth. It's, it's like the, the growing up in years, right? And, mm-hmm. life. and so even today, like if I'm trying to talk to my parents about something, God, like something that is like maybe slightly controversial, right? And you're mm-hmm. at Facebook. My mom 
hangs up right away. She's like, nope, we can't talk about that. They're listening. I'm like, mom, <laughs> but even if they are listening, who cares, right? Like, yeah, freedom. You can say She's been conditioned that way. Yeah, but she's been conditioned that way. So some of the things that I remember, like I got an orange for Christmas and some underwear. And getting an orange for Christmas was like a big deal. because Like an orange, a fruit. An orange, yeah. So when I say nothing from the Western world came into that country, nothing from a Western world. So getting an orange was like, holy shit, by the way, this is an orange. Mm. Most kids didn't have one ever. They never had a banana because Romania doesn't grow bananas. It's a cold country in the winter. So literally, whatever we grew in that country is what we ate. Mm. There was no chocolate from outside of the, like, German chocolate or none of that. So if I got an orange for Christmas, I was the luckiest kid on, in Romania in my neck of the wow. None of them had Western fruit that grows in the tropic, tropical weather, right? Things like that. We would have to stay in line for food. How many kids you have? How many adults you have in the family? You got so much eggs, oil, milk, and flour. And then mm. you went and I don't know what we ate really or how they figured out what to make from that, but that's pretty much what you got. Most of the people would grow whatever they had in their gardens, right? Like the tomatoes and the fruits and the potatoes and that kind of stuff. Um, we all had uniforms, but not uniforms like um, like a private school uniforms. <laughs> it, was like a, it was like a the communism uniform, right? And then also if you have any... Like if you have it in you that you're an entrepreneur and you're a doer and you're a creator and you want to go and create opportunity for yourself and others, right? In communism, you work for the greater good. Okay. Tell me about so that. Everybody's salary goes into one big pot, right? And then, I don't know, they divide it equally from there, whatever they do. I don't know, right? But imagine if you have that drive inside of you and the other dude over there who's sitting on the couch scratching it all day is getting the same amount, but you worked all day and they didn't. Mm. Really right? annoying. That really that annoying. Not fly with me, right? Yeah, really I annoying. The unbelievable is that you get what you give, right? God and the universe will meet you with the energy and the effort that you put into this world. You're going to get the same exact thing. Oprah, um, I just wrote that down. Um, she, I was watching a video of her, and she said it's a, it's a, it's a physics law, right? That everything and every energy. How does she say it? That. Um, Every energy that you put out has an equal and equal and opposite reaction, right? Mm -hmm. So then what you pretty much is what you give is what you get. Whatever you put out there in the universe, you're going to get that back. And, and I'm a firm believer of that, right? So if that person who was upset with you achieving and having this, this, and this and causing inflation, right? Well, then they could get off the couch too if they wanted. If not, they can deal with the inflation, right? But I don't think we caused that, by the way, wherever that information. Yeah, it would, well, it's, 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 right? it was, um, I, I, you know, I'm going to call it what, as I see it, I think it was coming, he's coming from a place of ignorance, not understanding how I buy properties, right? You don't understand. I buy properties 50 cents on the dollar, 6 cents on the dollar. I go and I put, I'm actually creating value to the marketplace. I'm making better, better houses for communities. I'm creating better, better products for people to live in. I'm creating value. You're telling me to stop telling people to, uh, stop telling people how to become financially free, like to pay their, to get all their stress, their financial stress. Like, are you seriously, did you just really say that? Like, like it was like. That's what I love about this country, that we have the opportunity to live our life the way we want to live our life. And that's all I want. I want the freedom to be able to live my life the way I want to live my life, right? That's being religion or politics or finances or mindset or whatever that be mm -hmm. the area that you choose to live in, right? And uh, in some cases, you don't have that, uh, 
in some countries you definitely don't have that opportunity. I, I want to. You just mentioned the word. I want to. I want to go into the the mindset topic with you. Um, so I know that you're big on mindset. So am I. We're both big on to personal development stuff. Oh yeah. And I want to touch on that. Tell me about what is your morning routine. What does that look like? Right. What is an achiever like you playing at your level? What does it look like today? And what did your morning routine, as we know that the more how the importance of the, our morning routines are, what did your morning routine, what was your morning routine like when you was coming up to get to where you are today? So for me around age 29, my soul searching started of like, why am I here? Do I serve any purpose? Am I going to be a little dot in the big history book one day? Like, am I like, did God create me to do something where I'm just kind of here and I'm going to die one day? Right. So for me, it started with Oprah used to have two different shows. One was Super Soul Sunday and one was um, uh, what Mastery. What is it? Mastery. Oh, gosh. Super Soul Sunday and Masterclass. So I pretty much got a notebook. She had this event one time online. Then she would mail out these leather notebooks with her signature on the front. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I got one. Right. So then I would sit down on the couch and I would just get to the end of Super Soul Sunday and to the end of Masterclass. And, and Masterclass especially is people who have achieved something in life and they go through lifetime. Right. Of, and then they share the knowledge and the life lessons they learned and how they got to where they at. Right. So I prefer to don't get me wrong. I have went through a lot of life lessons and I learned on my own skin. Right. Mm -hmm. But I prefer to learn life lesson and life lessons on other people's skin. Meaning, I I rather watch your life story and tell me the lessons that you learned. And if it, it if it agrees with how I see the world, right, then I rather implement that into my life without actually having to go through that life lesson myself. So those were the first two. And then I found Tony Robbins, and uh, I still watch Oprah all the time. We were just talking about the YouTube, mm -hmm. how YouTube knows what you like to watch. So YouTube knows I love Oprah because mm -hmm. I get that. It just keeps showing up. I, yeah, the mindset stuff pretty much every day. And uh, and then I found Tony Robbins somehow through the years, right? I went to a lot of Tony Robbins events. So I did UPW, I think, six or seven times, which is Unleash the Power Within. That's where I met Danielle. This is my six or seven time that I was there. Her first. I was excited that you welcomed me. You met her. Life. Danielle, by the way, to the listeners, so to my listeners, Danielle is my business partner. She's my syndication partner, as you guys, some of you, if you're listening or watching for the first time. Um, Danielle is my business partner and they met at a personal development event. So you met her at UPW or did you meet her at Date with Destiny? UPW. UPW. So I met her in the bathroom at UPW and mm -hmm. then we became good friends. It's kind of funny because it's many of my bestest friends I met in the bathroom <laughs> at random restaurants or gyms or I think that's where I meet the, the people that really serve a purpose in my life, right? There you um, go. So... Tony just changed my life, right? And and I feel like live events, like you can learn a lot of things from these online videos and stuff, right? But when you go to a live event, it is just so different. If you ever felt someone's energy, now multiply that by 9,000, 14,000 people mm -hmm. and have that go through your body all at the same time, right? It's just different. It's When I say life-changing, it's I, I can't think of another word, but it will change your life. So then I did UPW multiple times and I did Business Mastery Date with Destiny and I'm doing Business Mastery again next week and Danielle's coming to my house. And uh, so I'm a huge believer of feeding your brain. I believe that one of my favorite saying is that you you get to uh, pay for the hour what you bring to the hour. Mm. That's a good saying. Never heard it before. Yeah. The more you, the smarter you are, the more you get paid. And then, mm. and then I started reading books when I got older, right? So I just had my assistant order me all of these books. So I have 
24 bucks. I have to read this year. So I guess, I guess two a month. Whoa. I got really excited on. Uh, <laughs> you better start reading. Yeah, I need to start. I'm reading actually now one that is What Would the Rockefellers Do? Have you read mm-hmm. that one? No, I have not. I'm going to take note of that. What Would the Rockefellers Do? Because we just did our life trust. And um, I don't know if you knew, but back in the day, they were these big two families, the Rockefellers and the Vanderbilts, right? Yep, yep. I've seen the documentary. Yeah. And the Rockefellers, there's still many multi-million dollar, if not billion dollar trust fund babies, right? But in the Vanderbilts, not one left. And that's because of how they build their trust. Yeah, we have a, we have a simple trust. Um, I'm reading right now is what we're, I'm reading right now is how the mighty fall. Going into um, going into this new year, I wanted to reread that book. I don't know if you've read the book, How the Mighty Fall, on business yeah. and how how the big businesses we're seeing them all over. Right, you're seeing a guy like Sam Bankman Fried go to go to crap. Right, like like all of that stuff. You're seeing we're going to see a lot of companies go out. So um, just studying. Like you said, learning from life lessons from other people. That's what books do. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I absolutely love them. I want to see if I have my absolute favorite book here. But, oh, yeah. My new all-time favorite book. Which was that one? Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. I read that so many times. I love that book. That is such a powerful book. book ever. I actually had to read it out loud for myself. It was so... To me, and people think to me that's to me that's a more powerful book than Think and Grow Rich. Yes, me too. To me, that's a more powerful book. Think and Grow Rich is right next to it, but uh, I think outwitting the devil is more important because if you don't have control over your mind, no matter what you learn in Think and Grow Rich, you will not be able to implement. One hundred percent. There's one thing in that book that's always always sticks with me and is the hypnotic rhythm that we're all in right rich people he talks about how rich people are in a hypnotic rhythm poor people are in a hypnotic smokers are in a hypnotic rhythm what's your hypnotic rhythm you know i was um thinking the other day and i was like my wife and i were talking about something or um i can't remember we were having a debate and we were talking about some uh, really shysty people and um and i was like you know the thing about that is that they're like, I don't attract those people in my space. And when I see them, like my energy immediately knows I don't have them in my circle. And that's because of my hypnotic rhythm. That's because of where that's the people I am around. They're people like yourself. I'm look, I'm, I, I tend to attract achievers and doers and, and people that don't, I don't have that, any drama in my life. Like, seriously, I don't have the dramas. I don't even, I wouldn't have the time for it. Right. That's and right. Because I, Follow that gut feeling. If you meet that person and your gut feeling says, mm, if I never see you again, I'll be perfectly fine, mm-hmm. listen to that. <laughs> That's the gut good. feeling says, go walk over to the other side of the road, you walk over to the other side of the road. I have listened to that that sound, that, that voice. Like I hear that voices, voice, right? yeah. That voice. <laughs> I have listened to that voice my whole life, and that's truly the reason why I am okay. at. I got two questions before we wrap it up because we're coming close to an end here. So question number one for you is, how do you balance your work life as a mom and a wife, how does that balance? So men, we, as overachievers, we tend to struggle a lot with that. We tend to struggle. You know, I started getting better until I started doing the RPM that, that I learned from Tony Robbins, or rapid uh, results, uh, uh, purpose, and massive action. Um, and you're probably familiar with it. 
And that's when it really got better for me. But as an achiever, we're just going, 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 going. And sometimes we forget about our families or we're just so, because we're doing it for our families and we're so focused that we think that they they get it, but they don't. They want us there. They want some time. They want us to do things. So how do you manage that as a woman? Tell me, what what is your strategy? What tools do you use to do that? So you're showing us a calendar. So tell us what that is. For those that are listening, that are not watching us. Literally months and months and months out, and it's color-coordinated, right? So red means I personally physically have to be there, and it's a money-making activity. Green means it's a holiday. So as you can see, I'm literally gone. Celebrate. Also said living my life for three weeks out of January, right? Like literally booked. Um, So my New Year resolution is to um, work less. I'm only going to travel to events if I'm actually speaking at the event, right? Mm -hmm. So the last three years were like my building phases. I literally built nine companies in three years, right? So I worked like a mad woman. And in many of those categories that we did, like my my boot camps, each of my boot camps got two Comma Club Awards for them, right? In production, I'm a top 2% producer, including my team. I have number, I'm top 0.2% in the company when it comes to agent interaction with the team GoGo team that we built over a thousand agents. So not only then I just built companies, like I literally built very, very successful companies in the last nine years. And for that, I worked like a mad woman. But I did tell my husband, I said, I will have to work like a mad woman for three years, so we'll never have to work again. And that's exactly I have accomplished accomplished all of the goals but not by myself I have the most amazing team right so for example what happens here in the house currently right now in this house I have my husband who pretty much just help us run everything right our whole life so I can be on the live calls and not have to attend phone calls and call schools back and things like that right and then I have we have our house assistant her name is Cassandra she does all of the grocery shopping all of the dog walking the dry cleaner the house cleaning you name it any appointments plans vacations for us you name it we need to have whatever we need in the house consider it done it's done by Cassandra then we have Andrea here. She's our house designer. We just moved to Florida, right? So she orders. I don't have time, guys, to order silverware from Amazon and make sure that they ship the right stuff and they didn't return it. I don't have time for that, right? So we have Andrea here for that. Um, she does anything design. She picks the colors for the walls. She tells our handyman, who's also here, <laughs> Mishy. And then Mishy does all the work, right? So Mishy does all the painting, hanging all the stuff, moving the furniture, uh, unboxing them, putting everything together. And then at t- two o'clock, we have the chef come and she cooks for us four dinners a week. So I don't cook. I don't clean. I don't. And then I have... <laughs> about 17 different assistants, um, social media assistant, tech assistant, um, spreadsheets, not sheets. I'm the biggest nerd. I track everything. I have a personal assistant um, and she has an assistant. Then we have a social media manager, a design manager, uh, an operations director. So pretty much every aspect of anything that I'm not good at or I don't enjoy doing or I don't have the time to do anymore or it doesn't make me money, I don't do it anymore. So everything is hired out so then I can take my time with the things that AI enjoy, which is changing lives. Right now I'm at a point of my life that I can afford to not do things for money anymore. I'm not chasing that next commission anymore. When I coach now, I only coach my team GoGo business partners and I do it for free with very high expectations, but I do it for free where I could easily charge $4,000 for coaching calls an hour, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't do that anymore because I'm not doing it for money. I'm doing coaching from the kindness of my heart, right? This is why I'm doing the Tuesdays at 11. You can ask me what I'm doing Tuesdays at 11. I'm on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Every single awesome. Tuesday, event, right? So pretty much what happened over time, but don't think like I hired a chef and 17 assistants and an operating director and all of that on one day. It took nine years to get to where I'm at today, right? But today when I wake up in the morning, 
I am actually do it kind of like what Tony does. I'm a night owl. So I usually don't go to bed until one or two o'clock in the morning. So I go, 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 go all day. And then when I'm done, I can just like fall over and go to bed at nine o'clock. Right. Like I need a little nonsense television. I need a little doc. I love documentaries. <laughs> so I love to watch a documentary or something that feeds my brain something. I play a little bit of I definitely get to the end of my phone every single day. So I do not like to go to bed with anything, any red dots on my phone. So text messages I always get back to. Now everything else gets taken care of by my team, my emails and my DMs, right? Um, but at least my text messages. Sometimes I get off of a live call and I have 46 text messages. Like we are talking a lot of red dots in my text mm-hmm. messages. Okay. And uh, so I take care of that. And then I play some games. I like some mind games. Uh, I like some puzzle games and things like that. That kind of slows down my brain. Right. And then sometimes I read, sometimes I don't. And then I go to bed and I wake up around 8, 830 because I need about a six and a half, seven and a half hour sleep. And depending if I went to bed at one, I get seven and a half hours. If I went to bed at two, I get six and a half hours. Right. And then I start all over again. But in my days, from the moment that my eyes open, I'll wake up, I'll drink my coffee. Now that I do have a rule for that. Right. The morning is when I don't want anybody to talk to me. Don't make eye contact. Don't look at me. (laughs) I actually have a chair in my office. I usually keep the door open so they could come in and out. But I just need to be alone in that morning time because I need to I look at my calendar. I need I see if I have to have makeup on right away or I can put my makeup on midday. I see if I have to leave the house today or not, if I'm working from home. I kind of just write notes. I always have a notebook. So I have the remarkable, I guess it's called. Um, and then I have a good old paper. So I never go anywhere without my notebooks. I mean, I could build houses with the thousands of pages of notes I have. Um, and then I do little check marks of what I want to achieve that day, right? Besides whatever's in my calendar, you can consider it done. Um, you are as good as your word, right? But other than that, I will have random little things that I need to take care of. And then I just write those down in my notebook with a little box in front of it. And then as I got it done, I would do a little check mark. Um, because I would go through that busy, 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 busy. And in the end of the day, I'm like, did I get anything done today? What did I get done mm-hmm. today? Did I get anything done today? Right. And then if you have that little list and the check marks in front of it, oh, like, oh, that's right. Yes, I did that. I did that. I paid this invoice. I set that up on auto pay. I talked to so and so. I called so and so back. I sent them a referral. Blah, 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 right. So then I feel like I did actually accomplish something today because even though those things are small, that like maybe it's a 1% change a day. It's a 365% change in the end of the year, but you don't feel that 1% while you're in it. 100%. Right. Yep. 100%. And also another good thing you could do is is the end of the day, I used to do this, I, I, I stopped doing that, but I still do it mentally, I just don't write it down anymore, is what did I learn today? Yeah, I have a journal where um we I do that. I started using one my mentor one of my mentors uh created and it says what's the top lesson and what what areas do I need to improve on? Yeah. Every day. Hey, what do I feel stuck on? It's constantly asking yourself, what am I stuck on and what can I do today to get unstuck from that? Right. It's, and what three things that I'm grateful for. Thank you so much, Gogo, for coming on the show. And before we wrap it up, usually we do this thing called the untitled round. So let's give you a hand for for being here today. We really, really appreciate that. And Thank you for sharing your wisdom, your insights on, 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 on all of your lessons and everything you've learned. There's so much more that you, there's so much depth and so much more that you have to share, but we're on limited time. So we're going to go right into the untitled round, okay? And the untitled round is I'm going to ask you a series of questions 
and you don't have to explain why or you just shoot the answer one word couple words whatever you want either or and you don't have to say why or what or whatever just shoot okay. ready okay okay money is freedom i think people should try to try blank when they visit michigan they should go to lake michigan real estate is fun mondays are Crazy busy. I have back-to-back meetings, literally nine Zoom calls a day. Yikes. My biggest pet peeve is? Lazy. I always wanted to travel to? Machu Picchu. My favorite Romanian food is? I'm Hungarian by nationality, so I'll say, well, Romanian would be probably um, leuchtian is an herb that you put in chorba, it's a soup. And Hungarian would be chicken paprikash or any soup. Okay. Book smart or street smart? Both. Family or business? Oh, both. Cars or motorcycles? Neither. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Words or action? Action, all day. Skill or popularity? Popularity wins. Skill, um, I'm sorry, success or happiness? Both. And I have last, to choose. How can I have both? You can I have both. I wanna, I'm going to say something to that in a moment. No, And lastly is no company or bad company. Oh, I'd rather be by myself than be with an idiot. 100%. Thank you so much for coming. Pull out my dear. And one thing that I want to share with the listeners about what you just said Guys, pay attention to how she answered many of these questions. My team, by the way, creates these questions for me. I, I, I'm reading them and I, I'm going as as I'm going in the interview. I, I would not have actually Romanian food, but they put it there. They did their research on you, so they put that there. So anyways, one thing to note is that rich people think in terms of and. Poor people think in terms of either or, right? And many of the questions she answered, family or business, there is no difference both, right? You want, yeah. and I want family and a business, and I want love, and I want success, and I want the health, and I want, I want it all. Why not, right? That's right, right? I so, want everything that I want, and I don't want what I don't want. That's right. So um, thank you for being here, my dear. If people wanted to get in touch with you, if people wanted to maybe join your team, if people wanted to get on your boot camp, if people wanted to connect with you, where do they find you? How can people connect with you? Yeah, the best way would be Gogo's Real Estate on Instagram because that's the platform that I pretty much um, promote everything that we do and where I share my knowledge. But you can find me under Gogo Bethke, Gogo's Real Estate, or Gogo's Bootcamp. Pretty much is what I do. Oh, and I have a TV show that just started. We didn't even talk about it. Awesome. Well, tell us about your TV show really quick. Where is so it? So that one is, it's a new network, uh, streaming network television called Your Home TV. And my show is called Gogopreneur. And it's an entrepreneurial show where I pretty much just show insight into my life in like 30, 45, one hour segments. And every episode is about something else. Outstanding. That sounds like fun. Make sure you send me the link when it comes out so I can check it out. Go, go. I'm going to go ahead and check you out. No, on, no. On. I'll text you after this and I'll send you the links and all that that we talked about earlier. Thank you, my dear. It was a pleasure having you here, and I look forward to having you back on. I'm going to make sure we, so my team sends your, your assistant the, the link so we can have you back on in a few months because there was a bunch of stuff that I that we forgot to touch on, but we don't have any more time today. You have your meetings, and we're both busy. So thank you so much, my dear. I would love to. Thank you. Nice to meet you. And that wraps up another episode of Wealthy AF. 
brought to you by Premier Ridge Capital, where multifamily real estate syndications meet Premier success. Your future starts here. Visit us at premierridgecapital.com for more details.